This is Frederick Smith, and I'm with Paul Rainwater with um, Rainwater Tailors. Well, I call my business Paul Rainwater Custom Clothing. Paul Rainwater Custom Clothing. And we're here just to record. Um, do you have permission to record? Sure. All right. So, Paul, come tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, my background, as far as in business, goes back many years. My father, uh, we grew up in Fort Smith, and my father opened a men's clothing store when I was 16 years old. Okay. And he assigned me to, as his, as his son, to dive into it <laughs> and to become the, the name and face of this At 16 years old? At 16 years old. And because he didn't know that much about the clothing business, it was just a, a business on the side that he wanted to okay. have. He was the general manager of the Southwest Times Record newspaper in Fort Smith. Oh, okay. <laughs> his, his boss was Don W. Reynolds at Razorback Stadium. This oh. <laughs> and so on the side, he opened this men's shop, and I dove into it and began to just immerse myself in learning about menswear. So if I fast forward, mm -hmm. if you can imagine... Uh, in a town where I was on TV doing TV commercials every day for that store from the time I was 25 until the time I was 50. Mm. So everybody in town saw me grow up yes. on TV <laughs> to the point that they knew my voice. If I just called a business and said, hello, they knew it was Paul Rainwater. How did you do with the pressure of like, you know, going through your teenage years and not messing up? And <laughs> oh, I had, to be, I had to be on point. And what uh, I'm leading up to was I realized very early on to whom much is given, much is required. And so that has driven me to live up to these gifts that I was given, this family I was given, these natural gifts that God gave me. And so that has, not, not that I was a perfect kid, but there was in my mind this sense of responsibility as a very young man. Mm. And so, if I can fast forward, I, I ran that store for well over 30 years. And then I had a convergence of two big things that happened in my life that brought me to Little Rock, where I am now. Okay. Two things happened simultaneously. One was that I discovered custom clothing where I could call on people by appointment and measure them and design and have a garment custom tailor made for them. Okay. Rather than the regular retail model where you go and buy clothes, you've got it on a rack and you hope and pray somebody comes <laughs> and buys it from <laughs> yes. you. Well, yes. this I was creating from scratch. So it, it, it dawned on me a new business model selling custom clothing. What year was that? That was... Uh, about 2010. 2010, okay. All right. Simultaneous to that realization, our youngest child of four kids, severely autistic, mm. called profoundly autistic, so much so that he could not even live with us. I know that was hard on it the family. It was terrible. Life. 
the other older kids were all working as a team just to try to survive in our home of what to do. We were able to figure out a way to get our son, Kirk, in Conway Human Development Center to live full-time as a resident. And so since I had this new business model that not, did not require me being in that store in Fort Smith yeah. to do business, and I wanted to be closer to this young son, my wife and I did, the other kids were grown and gone and ready to get married and move on with their life. She and I, my wife and I, just up and moved after all that history. Mm-hmm. I mean, I left a place that's, the name of it is my last name, it's called Rainwater. <laughs> yes. I left this place. I left my identity in business to come here to get closer to that boy, but also to launch this uh new business model in a bigger market, Little Rock, Arkansas. How was that transition? I know that was kind of... It was tough. (laughs) For the first year or so, I lived here, but I kept running back to Fort Smith for appointments because I was trying to sell suits, and the only people I knew to sell suits to (laughs) lived in Fort Smith. (laughs) And so I had to build it over time. Okay. And so now I still do go to the Fort Smith area, but most of my clientele is in central Arkansas. But I travel all over the state and go to many different towns in Arkansas by appointment. But all this to say, all this story about business and making a living, like everybody else is. (laughs) Yes. Okay, all that to say, is that the undergirding uh, principle, an underlying foundation mindset, this whole time has been that to whom much is given, much yes. is required. Yes. That talks about being a husband, I, I'm talking about being a dad, being a business person, being a whatever I am. My goal has been to use my gifts. Yes. Yes. Use my gifts to make the world a better place. And so I realized very early on that my gift, my main gift, was to be a teacher. Mm. And so I have sold clothing and a business person through the method of teaching people. Yes. Because as I would teach them about the importance of all this stuff, about their appearance and the, the fascinating details of how these things in menswear even existed, their oh, eyebrows wow. would raise. They're like, whoa, I did not know that. And the more they learned, the more interested they become. And the more interested they become, the more they would give me their credit card number. <laughs> <laughs> so you became like the subject magic uh, um, uh, subject matter expert yes I have I have positioned myself as an authority and teacher in that realm Mm. and so I am presenting myself in such a way it's not I'm not just trying to sell you something I'm trying to teach you something and in the act of teaching you how to be a balanced person one of the aspects of it is your outward appearance and so therefore it leans you in your interest and in your attention toward what I'm saying. 
then you begin to trust my guidance, my teaching, my showing you the way. Mm. And so that's been my strategy all these years. So I have been selling clothing for 44 years. (laughs) All right? That's a long time. And so to your listeners, I'm not 90 years old. (laughs) (laughs) I just started young. You can do the math. You can add 16 to 44 and figure out how old I am. And I've been doing it all this time. <laughs> that that is amazing that you was a young entrepreneur, and you was given this gift, um, and then you rose to the occasion to actually, you know, just build a business out of it in Fort Smith. And then after you've you established yourself and you have some regular customers, you you had a life changing uh, opportunity where you know you needed to be there for your family, and you switched up the whole thing. And you just right on, like you said, 2010. So you you was just right. You was leading that whole personalization that like a lot of the businesses are going to right now. Yes. Um, and you was you was first. You was like really first. And then something else I was curious about because I know that your appearance does matter a lot of people. Yes. Um, tell tell us about like how you customizing a suit has improved people's confidence and stuff. Well, what, what I have discovered is that the power of appearance is so much stronger than the average man realizes. That's so true. He might watch a movie or read a book about some man wearing a suit, okay? And on occasion, he might dress up. But since I've lived this every day since I was a kid, what I have observed is just human behavior to the point it's almost like a superpower to have a <laughs> suit on that fits you. Because I can go anywhere, no one questions me. No one has the guts to put their hand on my chest and say, Sir, where are you going? Because I'm so neatly dressed I never thought about that that they think that dude belongs belongs he can go wherever he wherever he wants to go and the better the garment fits you which is where the custom mm-hmm. part comes in yeah. there's a lot of guys that go buy a suit yes but it but it doesn't suits. fit <laughs> yes and yes. so the better it fits you the more that presence of authority strength and the in charge you look Mm. in fact I want to tell you my favorite story about being judged by the way you look and it's it's almost amazing to think about it in today's time with all the security and everything that we have going on but several years ago I was working with Houston Nutt uh, and dress in Houston night when he was the coach of the Razorback football team. And one of his uh, assistants called me. I was in the store in Fort Smith working on a Saturday. Had my suit on. Thought I would be regular Saturday. Well, the Hogs were playing that night up in Fayetteville. And they called me and said, Paul, do you want to come up here to the game? Because I was getting in more and more with them and I was kind of teaching them about 
going, dressing them for recruiting trips and all this kind of stuff. So I said, sure. So I drive up to Fayetteville. I didn't have a ticket. I didn't have a pass. I didn't have a press pass. I had no document whatsoever to get into Razorback Stadium. Because you're not supposed to get in unless you got a ticket. That's so true. <laughs> yeah. So I get out of my car, I got my suit on, I just start walking towards the Broyles complex, and a state trooper opens the door for me. Doesn't say a word to me. So I walk through this door that Arkansas State Trooper opens up, and I just keep on walking. I walk past police. I walk past security guards. I walk past ushers. I walk past every kind of person that should stop me and just acted like I knew where I was going dressed in my suit, when they kicked off the football, I'm on the sideline and I'm standing next to Frank Broyles. What? <laughs> For years after that, people would call me and say, how much money do you donate to the University <laughs> of Arkansas? But what was happening is all these viewers of me as I'm striding by in full confidence, mm. they were thinking, that dude, he must be somebody. <laughs> Look at him. Look how he looks. Look how he's holding himself. Yeah. And it, I just strided right past him. <laughs> so the lesson in that is that not how everyday life is. Mm. People are judging us that quickly. They're looking at us. They got two seconds to decide, are you in the right place or do I even trust you? Yes, yes. So when you ask me about custom clothing, that's just another fine-tuning of this. I mean, if, if for some reason I could never buy a custom suit again and I could only shop at Walmart, I guarantee I could make those Walmart clothes look as good as possible if that's all I could do by making sure they fit, get them altered, whatever it took to give that look and that feel as best I could within whatever my choices were. So you can make you can make yourself look better no matter your, your No matter face. what. My point is, I don't want people out there thinking, well, yeah, that's easy for him to say. Mm. He wears custom-made suits. What about me? I can only shop at JCPenney. That's fine. I can teach you how to shop at JCPenney, too. Because you actually, you actually teach this stuff. So people can contact you and just get pointers about how to actually be a better gentleman, a, a better individual, and where the clothes is appropriate for the situation that you're going to. I teach it and try to live it all the time, whether it be on my Facebook page, whether it be at my church, whether it be I'm, I'm going to a restaurant or whatever, I am still having that mindset of to whom much is given, much is required. Mm. So I don't walk out of my house to go to a public place without mentally thinking, what if I meet some young person that's looking for an example mm. in life today? Of course, I've raised four kids also, my wife and I have. The youngest one is severely autistic. The other ones are married and moving on with their life. But I have immersed them in all this mindset too. And it's not that you got to dress up every minute of every day. It's being appropriate for that time and place. Mm. So sometimes I wear jeans because it's an appropriate place to wear jeans. Okay. Sometimes I wear a suit, which for me is almost every day, because <laughs> of 
what I do, but I'm asking myself for this moment in time, for this place that I find my human body in, what is the best equipment for me to have on? If you look at clothing as a piece of equipment, mm. what is the best equipment for me to have for that moment? Just like a soldier, you're not going to send him out with a bazooka if what he actually yes. needs is a tiny little pistol with a silencer on it. Yes. Yes. You're going to have him pick the weapon for the mission. And so what I'm asking myself, what's my mission? What equipment should I take? Should I wear? Should I have for that mission for that moment in time? I got a question for you. Yes. You know, being a custom tailor, how many suits do you own? Well, I sell my own clothes. <laughs> I, I, I have a, a secret cadre of guys who are my exact size. What? <laughs> and you think they're happy whenever I call them? Because they get some good deals on my used clothing. So I probably have Is this you off 15. I probably have 15 suits at the moment. Mm -hmm. But I've had as many as 50 in my life. Mm. But I've cut that way down. Again, part of philosophy, I would rather have better suits than more suits. Okay. And so as I've gotten into custom, I've actually carved it back down to more appropriate, usable equipment. Okay. Rather, rather than having this overpowering selection that I don't even need. So... If somebody getting started, what would it be, like how many suits do you think they need? To, like what, would, what, what should be like their first suit? Well, there's two choices for the number one. And many experts go back and forth as which should be the number one. But the real truth is, if you get this first one first, number two is so close behind it, it almost doesn't matter. And that is solid navy and solid charcoal gray. One or the two. So if you come to me and you say, Paul, what's my very best purchase as my first suit? I'm gonna either suggest solid blue or solid gray. And if you get the blue first, your next one ought to be the gray one, <laughs> or vice versa. They're both sharp as a tack. They're both super versatile. They're both timeless, classic suits. And there's plenty of nice dressed men that they just continue to buy solid blue and solid gray suits for their whole career. Now, if you want to get the third and fourth suit, it would be uh, a blue pinstripe like I have on right now or a gray pinstripe. So I call those the four cornerstones. Solid blue, solid gray, blue pinstripe, gray pinstripe. Those are the four cornerstones. Okay. And they've always been the four cornerstones ever since this garment we call a suit has been around. That has been the dress for success formula. I can put you in one of those. I can send you to London. I can send you to New York. I can send you to Hong Kong. I can send you to Dallas, wherever. If you've got one of those on, you're going to look like a business person. Mm. And how do you know when the suit is time to retire? Well, if it literally is getting holes in the fabric, <laughs> yeah. 
uh, you need to get a new one. But my dad used to call it the fabric being shiny. And what he meant by that is that the weave of the fabric had worn down so much that it had almost a shiny look to it. And that's right before it starts getting a hole in it, it starts getting shiny. And what's causing that shine is friction. Over time, you have just worn it so much of friction that it's starting to take the finish almost off of the off of the wool. Mm. So, you know, I like guys to really get a lot of use out of their suits and, and to just wear them, not be afraid to wear them. They're not, uh, you know, this is not Cinderella clothes. This is men's suits. You can wear them. Stick stuff in your pockets. Don't be so prim and proper in your suit. Wear it. I'm wear it. Wear your suit. <laughs> you know, uh, don't, don't be like your mom. Like, oh, we're gonna save that. Well, what are you saving it for? Yes. Then I'll, I'll grow it. <laughs> you're wearing it in your life. So uh, I say wear them until they just start getting ratty and tatty and shiny looking, and then get a new one. Now, I know it's like something that I, I have trouble with is this Arkansas weather in the summertime mm-hmm. of wearing, like, picking the suits so I don't be too hot. Right. Well, the, this blows people's minds when they, when they hear me say this, but the lightest, coolest suit that you can get is what's called a tropical worsted wool. Worsted wool. Worsted wool. What worsted means is that you're taking these these wool fibers off of a sheep and you're twisting them to where they're these little tiny, tiny, tiny threads of wool. Okay? Little pieces of yarn that are so tiny, it's almost like spider web looking. And you weave those tiny threads of wool together in such a way that it creates this light, flat, breathable cloth and I can wear a suit like that all summer long now I'm not going to stand out in 100 degree weather nobody does that <laughs> yeah. but from my car to a building a lightweight worsted suit will get me there and of course I wear them every day and so a lot of times I go in these air conditioning buildings I'm glad I got my suit coat on it's freezing in there <laughs> and it's 100 degrees outside and so it's just using practical common sense. Thank goodness for good air conditioners and cars. But if you get a lightweight worsted wool suit, it's gonna breathe better. Of course, you've got a 100% cotton shirt on under that that also breathes. Okay. And so these breathable natural fabrics are the most comfortable and they're more the most versatile through all the seasons. Someplace like Arkansas, you just get lightweight worsted wool and wear it year-round. Because it's never that cold. <laughs> no. and if, you, if you have a lightweight worsted wool suit and it's dark, navy blue, put a top coat over, over it, and you can wear it in the middle of winter, and you're still fine. Okay. Okay. And if, if people wanted to get a hold of you, how would they do that? Well, my phone number, and I give my phone number out to everybody. I have an open-door policy. <laughs> it's 501 251 Five four seven nine, and my email address is Paul P A U L R N W T R, like rainwater without the vowel. So Paul R N W T R at 
AOL.com. I'm one of those dinosaurs. I see. It still has an AOL. And I hold on to it with gusto. You're not taking my AOL account away from me. It's out there all over the world. I'm not going to miss yes, people. I'm surprised it's still working. Oh, yeah. AOL, man. Do you, and do you have a website they can go to? Yes. The company that I work with is Q Clothier out of Dallas. So QClothier.com. And I'd like to make an announcement right here that you don't know. This is news, news, news. Q Clothier and I are opening a new store here in Little Rock, in the Promenade, this fall. Congratulations. So it's an exciting news. I am now going back to my roots of, of running a store. So I will have my own Q Clothier mm. store. I'll still work by appointment. I'll have employees working there with me. So I'll still travel to my clients, but I will have a storefront here in the promenade this fall. And so I'm announcing that to you and let it later be known by others, but we're gonna play it up big. It's gonna be uh, a shop that will have both custom clothing and casual wear. So you could come in there and buy a tailor-made suit, or you could buy a pair of jeans in this one shop. Mm. So it's going to be fun and big time. It's, uh, the Q Clothier that I work with is a fantastic company, and I've been working with them now for almost seven years, and we are partnering up to open a store right here in Little Rock. And like something else I, I, I didn't mention or, or, or I was curious about earlier is that you know, when I think thought of custom and custom suits, until you actually actually I show saw one of those books of yours. Yes. I didn't think that you know I thought custom suits I might have like you know my monogram or you know some stencil on my thing, but I didn't think, I didn't know that many options. Yeah. Can you kind of talk about like how many options or you know kind of give the breadth of? Sure. Well, what the when I do a presentation about custom clothing, I use this. Uh, this outline called the three F's. Fit is the first one, which means we're gonna measure your body and we're gonna make this garment to fit you perfect to your own measurements. It's not a certain size, like 42 long. That doesn't even come into play. It's how does your body exactly measure, okay? No matter if you're big, little, or in between, we're gonna fit you by making it to your measurements. The the second F is the fabric. You get to choose the fabric. So unlike going to a store where you're just at the mercy of what they've got hanging there, (laughs) there's just hundreds, literally hundreds of fabrics to choose from. And that's where people are listening to my guidance. And I'm editing that down very quickly or otherwise their brain would freeze with choices. But there are tons of choices of fabric. And the last thing I call it the finish. And the finish is all the little details that you are choosing from to create this pattern of how the suit will be cut. Like, what kind of lapels do you want? What kind of pockets do you want? Do you want the back to have side vents or center vent or no vent? Do you want the trouser to be pleated or plain front? Mm. All these different choices. And so I equate it that, that I am an architect. Mm. Okay, so I'm going to work with you just like an architect would. You go to an architect, he's going to design your home. You start telling him the stuff you like, and he sits down and draws a blueprint to create this house. 
So I'm the architect. You're my client. We together design the blueprint. Then we get Q Clothier to be the builder. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay? So the sky's the limit. So the buttons, I mean, like everything. Every little thing. The thread, the buttons, the lining, all those things. Just like if you were building a house, do you want it to be super modern, glass and chrome, or do you want it to be old English uh, brick and wood? You're getting to choose what it's made out of, and you're getting to choose how it's going to look. So it's your house. We're going to build it whatever way you want. It's totally your style. It's your style. So it could look like something out of the 1920s, or it can look like something out of the year 2050 that hadn't even come yet. Because we're going to be able to choose all from all this menu. And, of course, again, I'll guide you because I can kind of tell you what's going on in the marketplace today and what would probably be your safest and best bet for your investment. But you get to choose. Okay. That's, that's, that is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a level of service and customization that the modern man has to be taught about. Years ago, a hundred years ago, all the gentlemen had their suits made. Yes. That's how you did it. You went yes. down to the local tailor. Well, nowadays, we're so cookie-cuttered and so, uh, you know, everybody gets the same thing that we don't realize that those times from past can be brought into right now. Mm. And you can have a suit tailor-made with your name in it made just for you just as if it was 1925 that's, that's good mm-hmm. that, that's really good and do y'all do ties and yes and in my store i'll have all those accessories i'll have okay. ties and cufflinks and pocket squares and, and belts and shoes and all that and there'll be some uh, sport coat you could buy off the rack but you could come in and get a custom suit made, and then I can show you all the gear that dresses out that custom suit from our own inventory. Okay. That, that's amazing. I can't wait to actually go to the... Uh, oh, it'll be exciting. <laughs> the it'll, grand be exciting. <laughs> it'll be exciting. Q Clothier is what it'll be called, and uh, it'll open this fall here in Monroe. Congratulations. Thank it you. It really is. 